This is Kristen Nicole Young, and you're listening to the Headbands and Hard Truth Podcast. doing part five of our end time series so glad that you've been with us the past four videos if you've watched them if you have not watched the past four at least go back and watch the one previous to this one that way you are set up for success and knowing where we are what we're talking about so last week we talked about the significant event that happens between the sixth and seventh seal and that's really important to know because it's um one event, the coming and the gathering of the saints, um, the coming of Jesus, the gathering of the saints. So we talked about that last week. We talked about the timeline. And this week we're going to jump into a little bit more of the technical stuff. So really excited about this week, this topic. Yeah. So uh, it is pretty technical. Um, we pray just before we started this video, just asking the Lord to um, help me. And uh, Kristen is going to kind of jump in there if, if, if she sees anything that is confusing um, it is technical and it can be a little bit confusing and it is ideal to be in a face-to-face -face setting in the situation because you can ask questions um, but maybe is there a way they can ask questions here I don't know yeah we can do yeah. an Instagram live or something like that where they can ask questions yeah so Kristen I'll give you that information if you have questions but I'm gonna try to make it as clear as I can with the help of the Lord um, so uh, Kristen reviewed us briefly and so I won't go back over that but um, we're gonna jump in today to Matthew 24 um, and then we're gonna go over to another passage in the Old Testament so um, in chapter 24 which we looked at uh, the last couple of weeks um, we're gonna look down we're gonna focus on verses 15 to 28 okay and um, if you didn't watch the previous videos I'll just explain it now verses 15 to 28 is what is called a parenthetical passage which means that it's like a parenthesis so if you think about when you're reading or if you're writing and you use a parenthesis typically that parenthesis is put there and it gives you more information about what you just read, right? So this, you're reading along, you see a parenthesis, it lets you know that this is additional information to what has been just spoken about, right? So, so a parenthesis, you can kind of set it aside, and um, that's what we did for a few weeks. We set that parenthetical passage aside um, because we wanted to follow the sequential order of events. Um, seal one, seal two, seal three, and so on. We wanted to follow them in the order that they go in, so we just kind of took this passage out and set it over to the side. So we're going to dig into this passage today. Um, so let me go ahead and read that, verses 15 to 28, and hopefully you have a Bible and you can follow along. So um, again, Jesus is answering the questions that the disciples asked. Tell us when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so everything that Jesus now is saying is in response to that question. What will be the sign of your visible return from heaven to raise the dead and hold the last judgment and set up formally and gloriously the kingdom of God? That's, that's what's in question, okay? So that's what Jesus is answering. So we know that he answered, you know, there's Antichrist, there's wars, rumors of wars, um, famines and earthquakes and persecution and martyrdom and uh, signs in the sun, moon, and stars. 
And so then here in this passage, this is the little, okay, here's some more information Jesus is giving us about what he had said in the verses before that. Okay, so let's dig in right here. It says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get the things out that are in his house. Whoever is in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on a Sabbath. For then there will be a great tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. Unless those days had been, had been cut short, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. And that's good news. Then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. And there's that word mislead again, which, which we've seen it repeat several times. Verse 25, Behold, I've told you in advance. So if they say to you, Behold, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. Or, behold, he is in their inner rooms, do not believe them. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes even to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Okay, so again, as, as with scripture, it's, it's full of information. It's full of things that we're asking questions about automatically, uh, full of things we want to know and understand. And so we're just going to start to dig in, okay? And we're going to begin to dig in with verse 15 that says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation. Now, we should automatically begin asking if we're doing uh, inductive study, we're going to ask questions, observation questions like, What is the abomination of desolation? When does that happen? Who is this about? Why is it there? How does it happen? Right? All those questions about observation. Also, too, if you have a study Bible, which we've talked about before, um, there will be cross-references in verse 15. And so it cross-references us to Daniel chapter 9. So the abomination of desolation, we get a cross-reference over to Daniel chapter 9 because we want to know what is the abomination of desolation. Okay, so that's where we're going to go. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 9. And we're going to look at verses 24 through 27. Okay. So, um, Kristen, you want to read that? Okay. Seventy weeks. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and profit, and to anoint a most holy place. Know, therefore, and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem to the coming of an anointed one, a prince, there shall be seven weeks. Then for sixty-two weeks it shall be built again with squares and moat, but in a troubled time. And after the sixty-two weeks, an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed. And he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week, and for half of the one week he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator. <laughs> 
Okay, so even as Kristen is reading and, and I'm following along and just, you know, listening and just looking at these words in my Bible, obviously we're looking at this. So we've gone from one passage where we're saying, what? What is being said? Over to another passage where we're saying, what is being said? But what we're doing is we're going <laughs> to, this is going to help us understand a little bit better what we read in Matthew 24. So we're going to, we're going to camp here for a minute and just start to try to break this down, Okay. You won't get all your questions answered about this passage, but you're, we're going to look at the gist of it, okay? We're going to look at the main information we're trying to take from here, okay? Because Jesus says in Matthew 24, 15, he says, when you see this, the abomination of desolation, right? So he's giving us a hint that when you see that, then you're going to begin to, you're going to understand the time period that you're in, right? You're going to understand and discern the times that you're in. So let's just start to break this down. Let's look in verse 24. The first thing I want to say is that we're in the book of Daniel. Daniel is one of the major prophets, not major as in more important, but just major in that there's more stuff here, okay? The minor prophets like Hosea and Joel and Amos, those are smaller books and a smaller message. This is a big message in Daniel. And so it's a major prophet. And Daniel was in captivity in Babylon with his people, right? And so they're, they're there. They had been disobedient to God. And they were taken captive into Babylon. And Daniel was a godly man. And he spent time with the Lord. And Daniel was given a lot of dreams and visions and insight and wisdom and knowledge. And he, about what, the things that were to come, okay? And so, once again here, he is being given some information about what's going to happen. So, he's told that 70 weeks have been decreed for your people. So, the, the, the Jewish people or the Israelite, the Hebrew people, okay? They're, the 70 weeks have been decreed for them, okay? And there's a list of things there that, that's going to that's gonna happen. So, they're going to finish the transgression, make an end of sin, make atonement for iniquity, and some other things. And that, that's kind of beyond the scope of what this study is about. That they're important things, but we're trying to get the main gist of what's going on here. So, 70 weeks, okay, have been decreed. Um, now, the first thing that we need to understand is 70 weeks, okay? So, we would think of that, we think of a week as being seven days. But in the Hebrew language, uh, and I would encourage you to go back and look in the Hebrew language, use um, studylight.org or Bible Gateway or uh, you know, other um, Bible tools that are accessible to you. Use those. Go back and look at the original language. It is Shabua, S-H-A-B-U-A, is a Hebrew word for weeks. And it's not weeks like we think of, like seven days, okay? But it is a set of seven, okay? Now, this is where it gets a little bit confusing. I hope that I can explain it well. So, this is 70 sets of seven, not necessarily 70 sets of days, like, you know, okay, like weeks in a, in a day or days in a week, but 70 sets of, uh, 70 sets of seven, okay? Now, which would be like 490, 400. whatever it is, days. Yes, so you would take 70, okay, and then you would multiply it times seven, and you would get 490, but we don't know... Uh, Honestly, when you're looking at this, if you didn't know the original language, you would not really have an understanding of what this was. Also, history helps us to understand um, uh, how to interpret this passage, okay? So, so we don't really know, like, is it, is it 490 days? Is it 490, what is it, 490 years? What is it? Well, 
history helps us to understand that it had to have been 490 years. Um, so there would be 70, um, again, it's the 70 sets of seven, but 70 sets of seven years. Is everybody with me? Hopefully. Um, I wish so I like, could see you. <laughs> so, so like a week would be seven days, but in this instance, a week represents seven years. Yes. Right? So one day of the week would be a year. Yes. So it'd be 70 sets of seven years. So it would be 490 years. Right. And you'll tell us how we kind of figure that out, right? Yes. And that's when it gets real technical. So I'm... <laughs> I'm just gonna do the best I can. I'll Trust also try to here. put some stuff. I'll try to break this down in some kind of graphic or something on Instagram to make it a little easier to understand. Yeah, it, it's the main thing that you need to know and understand. And I like to try to explain it as much as I can, so that um, because I want you to see it. You know, I want you to see it from the word and not just think. Not, no, don't just take my word for it and not just think I'm making something up, right? Uh, but to know, like, it's here. It's here in the Word. And so it's, it's, it's 490 years, okay? Now, how do we know that? Well, how we know that is so when we go on to verse 25, it says, So you are to know and discern that, and it gives us something to look for, that from the issuing of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince... Okay, so from what? So from the issuing of a decree, from so that starts the time, until Messiah the Prince, okay? So from that point to this point, there will be uh, seven weeks and 62 weeks. So we that would be 69 weeks, right? Seven and 62 is 69. So, so there would be 69 weeks. And it, so it being Jerusalem, will, will be built again with plaza and moat, even in times of distress. Okay. Then after the 62 weeks or the 69, because you've got the 7 weeks and the 62 weeks. And I have done some study into why does it say 7 and 62. And I haven't found anything hugely significant. Um, so I'm sure there is something significant, but I haven't found anything hugely significant. Um, but we just understand it to be 7 and 62, so being 69. So after that amount of time passes, go back to verse 26, that Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. So we understand that to be his crucifixion, right? And the people of the prince who is to come, so the prince who is to come being the Antichrist, okay, will destroy the city and the sanctuary, and its end will come with a flood. Even to the end, there will be war. Desolations are determined. So let's go back into that for just a second. So what are we looking at? We're looking at a decree. So Daniel has been told that there are 70 weeks or 70 sets of sevens, okay? And those weeks are weeks of years, not weeks of days, okay? That gets confusing, but like Kristen was saying, it's not seven days, it's seven years okay in a week so so let's go back to that so there's this decree that gets issued well what is that decree that's what we need to figure out okay and it's going to cross-reference us to nehemiah and for sake of time because we we don't have all the time that we need to but we can maybe camp on that a little bit more and if you have questions throw those in there and we can revisit that next week um but in nehemiah um uh Artaxerxes, King Artaxerxes, the king of Persia, 
um, Nehemiah is the cupbearer. And Nehemiah goes to King Artaxerxes with the cup. He's, he's bearing the cup. And he is sad. He's sad in King Artaxerxes' presence, which he never was sad in, in, in the king's presence. This is what the, the text tells us. And so King Artaxerxes says, Nehemiah, why are you sad? Okay, I'm paraphrasing all this that happens, okay? And Nehemiah, he just says, well, you know, I'm remembering my city, and I'm remembering my country, and I'm remembering that it's lying in ruins. And here we are. We're over here in exile, but my country and my city, Jerusalem, is lying in ruins. And so um, King Artaxerxes then issues a decree for Nehemiah to return to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, okay? So that is the decree that is in view here, okay? There, there are a couple of other decrees we could look at, um, which for the sake of clarity and not getting com everything confused, I'm not going to go into those. There are some other ones that we could look at, but this is the one that seems to make the most sense and fits this uh, whole passage best. So this this um, decree that Nehemiah uh, was issued by King Artaxerxes for him to go back and restore and rebuild Jerusalem. So that starts the time ticking, right? For the 70 weeks, the time clock begins to tick. And what are we told? That from that time, from that time that decree is issued until Jesus comes, okay, that there would be 483 years, right? 69 weeks so that's 483 years so if if and this is again there's a lot of technicalities in the thing that I'm talking about today because you can't just um, you can't just you have to convert from a Gregorian calendar to a Jewish calendar to a lunar calendar because the Jewish people used a lunar calendar and it had 360 days when they still do it has 360 days as opposed to our calendar, which has 364 and a fourth uh, days in it. And, and so you have to convert. And there is there is a, a mathematical equation for that. I'm not a huge math person. <laughs> right. I just look it up. So if, that is a, if you are a math person and, like, that would be so much fun for you to do, which, like, it's not for me, but it might be a lot of fun for you to do. And so you can look that up or you can even put that as a question on here. And I have some resources that I can give to Kristen for her to put on there. Um, so, but the point is, is that there's 483 years that pass. Well, so we need to go back and see when did, uh, when did King Artaxerxes issue the decree? Well, it was in 444 BC. Okay. 444 BC. So you fast forward 483 years and you come up to, um, 32, 33. I mean, it's, it's debatable AD, right? When Jesus, um, comes into Jerusalem um, on the donkey, remember that uh, Palm Sunday, he rides into Jerusalem on the donkey, and everyone's saying Hosanna, and they're you know throwing their palm branches down. Um, so it's it's like to the day. I've actually done the math before, not on my own, but I used the formula that was given. And God is a God of precision. You know, God doesn't you know kind of get close to being exactly right like no he's exactly right and when he said that it was 483 years and it was to the day that there would be 69 weeks from the time the decree was issued okay in 444 bc by king artaxerxes to nehemiah uh, until jesus comes into jerusalem to be crucified okay so that's what we're looking at right here and hopefully i haven't lost anyone yet so what does that tell us? That 69 weeks will have passed, okay? 
Now, that means that there is another week yet to be um, fulfilled, right? Because in 20, verse 24, how it opened was 70 weeks are decreed about your people. Right. So, that's where she's pulling that one week left. Yes, exactly. So, you start with the 70. 69 passed from the decree to Messiah coming into Jerusalem to be crucified. And then you've got this one week left, okay, that still has to, something has to happen in that week. Well, let's look and see because it tells us a little bit about what happens in that week. So, so what you're saying is like, just like the decree from King Artaxerxes kicked off the 483 years, this last week has to be kicked off, like triggered by an event as well or a decree or something. Right. That we haven't dug into yet. Yes. But you're saying this last week that's left out of the 70 weeks is what we're looking for. What starts that last week? Yes, right? okay. exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, God is true to his word. And if he says that 70 weeks have been decreed for his people, then 70 weeks, then that is actually going to happen. So 483 pass, like Kristen was saying, from the decree to Messiah. Okay. So then, well, okay, what about the 70th week? How do we know when it begins? Did it already happen? What do we know about that 70th week? Well, let's look and see um, in verse, um, let's see, we'll go to verse 27, okay? So it says in verse 27, and he, so he is talking about the Antichrist, okay? How would we know that? Well, there's a lot of other study that has to be done, but there's also some language here that gives us an indication of who it is because um, the prince who comes to destroy the city and the sanctuary that you see in verse 26, that's not Jesus the prince, right? Mm -hmm. um, that is someone who is destructive. That is someone who his, his goal is against Christ. His goal is, um, is to... Uh, be the anti or be the antithesis of Jesus, okay? Um, and later on, there's, and, and, you know, we, this, this study could go on and on and on. I mean, weeks and weeks and weeks upon weeks because you could take just two or three weeks or even more just to talk about the Antichrist, okay? And there are a lot of different passages um, that would talk about who he is, that would talk about how we know who he is, um, or at least have a good idea of who he is, where he comes from, what, how is he described. Um, so, yes, and it's outside of the scope of our study, at least for today. I just have to tell you, for the sake of getting through today's study, that this is the Antichrist. And at this point, you either have to trust me or you have to go and look at yourself, okay? Um, but at some point, we'll talk more about who he is. But for today's purposes, just know this is the Antichrist, okay? So, does that help mm -hmm. a little bit? Okay. Um, so, in verse 27, he, the Antichrist, he will make a covenant with the many. Okay, so that's the Jewish people. He's going to make a covenant with the many for one week. Now, not a week of days, but a week of years. So, not seven days, but seven years. He will make a covenant with the many for one week. Now, that's the one outstanding week, right? We already saw that 69 weeks had to do with Jesus, right? Had to do with him coming the first time. Had to do with that decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem. And then him coming 
um, his ministry on the earth and then being cut off. Okay, so that's what those 69 weeks had to do with. Now we have this one other week that it's this one week that this Antichrist is going to make a covenant with the Jewish people for one week or for seven years. Okay, but in the middle of the week, so that would be when three and a half years in, right? So if you've got a seven year period, then three and a half years in, then he, the Antichrist, will put a stop to sacrifice and grain offering, and on the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, even a complete destruction. One that is decreed is poured out on the one who makes desolate. So, basically, he's also going to be destroyed, right? The Antichrist. He's going to seek to destroy, but then he's also going to be destroyed. Um, and that's what we see, all that verbiage going on there. Um, so, okay. So, just to recap, we have 70 weeks and this is de dealing with the Jewish people, 70 weeks, 69 pass, or 483 years pass from the time that King Artaxerxes issues the decree in 444 BC until Jesus comes into Jerusalem to be crucified, okay? 483 years have passed, or 69 weeks. Then you've got, like I said, you've got this one week that's out, left out here by itself, okay? And like Kristen was asking, how do we know when that's going to start and we will look into that that will be more next week the next session or the next couple of sessions depending on how long it takes to get all this in but we will look at um things that must happen that kick off that one final week or seven years okay so we call that then, I mean, if you want to use the proper biblical terminology, and I do think that precision of language is important, especially when it comes to talking about the faith and spiritual matters and the Bible, to, to try to use biblical language as much as we possibly can. You'll hear that time period called the tribulation or, you know, maybe other things, a time of distress, which that actually is a biblical term, time of distress. But if we want to use the proper biblical terminology, then the last seven years... Um, of history and of this age is called the 70th week of Daniel, okay? And we know that it will, it, it's going to, well, you know, spoiler alert, we kind of looked at it in verse 27. We know it'll kick off with the Antichrist making a covenant with the Jewish people, okay? So that's why we watch Israel. That's why it's important to know what's going on in Israel. Um, because that's a good indicator of kind of where we are in the world and what's going on. And the Antichrist is going to, he's going to sign some kind of peace treaty or some kind of covenant with the Jewish people for a set amount of time. Okay. But in the middle of that week, he's going to stop it. He's, he's going to pull the mask off. He's going to show who he really is. And, um, and he will take a stand in the temple. And, and he will desecrate their temple. Now, you may be asking the question, what about the temple? Because there's not a temple right now. So we need a temple, right? And actually, there is a, an organization, um, several organizations, but one that I know of in Israel called the Temple Institute. And I've actually been there, my husband and I, Kristen's dad, we've been there, um, visited Israel, and went into the Temple Institute. They have all the articles 
um, for the temple. They, they want to rebuild. They're ready to rebuild their temple. They're very passionate to rebuild their temple. They have the, the priestly garments. They have the ephod. They have the lampstand, the laver, the table of the showbread. They have all the different elements, the altar of incense. They have all those things ready to go. All they have to do is be able to get on the temple mount and build it. Um, Which is under Muslim control right now. Right, yes. And there's also a Dome of the Rock sitting on the temple mount, so that's a little bit of an issue. Um, don't really know how the Lord's going to work all that out. But that is what is going to... So we see it right there that it's going to kick off. But in the meantime, um, we're, in this, uh, we're in, this, in this waiting period um, between the... Uh, the 69th week, which ended, it ended when Jesus came into Jerusalem to be crucified. But we haven't yet seen the 70th week begin. Now, there are some who would hold to a teaching that it's already happened. Um, I don't hold to that. I don't see it biblically. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it in the text. Um, but so we're waiting. We're in this period of waiting. And where are we on time? Yeah, we're getting close to um, being done with our time. We don't want to take more time than, um, than we need to. But that's that kind of gives you a taste of, uh, you know, Jesus begins to, the, it, it kind of anchors it down into a time frame. And so, can you grab that? Yeah. Can you show that? Okay, I don't know if we can get it all in here, but, okay. So this Might is backwards. <laughs> I don't know, that's probably true. It probably will be. But this is our little whiteboard. Um, so, uh, so it's the 70th week of Daniel. And these are all the different seals that happen, the Antichrist, the wars and rumors of wars, famines and earthquakes, martyrdom, tribulation, persecution, martyrdom, and then the completion of martyrdom, which we've looked at, and then signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And then we see, and we saw this in uh, four different passages very clearly, that we see the coming and coming of Jesus and the gathering of the saints that happen simultaneously. Okay, um, And like I said, we would call this the 70th week of Daniel. And um, so, and, and now we know that uh, we don't really know. I mean, there's some other things that have to happen. I mean, yes, the Antichrist will have to sign the covenant with the Jewish people, and that will kind of kick it off. But there's some other things that have to happen before that as well. Okay, like we talked about a temple. Um, the Jewish people, they need their temple rebuilt. Um, although, you know, we might actually... Yeah, it actually we could actually start this and uh, be in it, and the temple be rebuilt somewhere in here. Um, so I don't know. You know, I don't I don't claim to have all the answers and the timing down on that. But um, yeah, so that gives you a picture that maybe Kristen will post that later. Yes. Um, that is front ways instead of backwards or whatever <laughs> the right way. Um, but we'll just leave it there, and then next week let me look real quick and see. So next week. Um, we're going to talk about events that precede the 70th week um, and just kind of some things that you be, you can begin to look for uh, and know mm -hmm. when those things are fulfilled, then we're pretty close. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, then we're going to talk about, well, why has there been this gap? So if the 69th week ended when Jesus came into Jerusalem to be crucified and the 70th week has not yet begun, then why has there been this gap? What is the purpose of that? And do we even see that in Scripture? And I will tell you that we do see it in Scripture very clearly, especially when you look at the Lord's Feast, um, which we'll dig into. And also, too, um, you know, just, just knowing uh, how God, um, the gospel, 
you know, that God is giving time for the gospel to go forth. But we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more. So next week, be prepared to look at the events that have to happen before that 70th week begins. And, um, and then we'll just continue on from there. Thanks for joining us. Bye.